Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast episode 323, where tonight we will go through the 2021 Wednesday Raven Award nominations. They will officially be announced this morning. There was a a little insignificant announcement about something called the Oscars and, and certain nominations made with the show. And uh, obviously it was filled with uh, the typical nonsense, which has made it completely irrelevant, especially the last several years. One of the many reasons why we are now in the season of the fourth annual. Can't believe it's been four years since we started doing this fourth annual Wednesday Raven Awards. And so all the nominees for those Raven Awards will be announced this evening uh, for certain members uh, on the channel and Patreon, Subscribestar, Locals, People. You got an early access look at the list of our nominees for this year's categories. So very excited to share that with everybody tonight. And uh, it is a very exciting time. I will say that and, and guarantee that the list that we have tonight is significantly better than that which has been put together from the Oscars. But before going any further, though, please make sure that you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. It really does mean a lot, and it also helps out with the algorithms so that people can know about what's going on. And so for those that don't know, the Wednesday Raven Awards is our boycott of the Oscars, giving it back to the hands of the fans, putting it back into the Asgardian family. And thank you, by the way, for all of the people. I think there was around 70 or 80 people who actually were able to put forth nominations for, for most of the categories. Some categories had less uh, nominees than others. But thank you again. It made my job a lot easier this year because last year, I want to say, because of such the limited number of films released, it was only in like a 40 range. And so I had to do a lot of concessions in different categories this year. Job was a lot easier. There were definitely, and, and before going into any of the list, I will say, there were still a couple of categories where there were not really enough votes to really be able to to, to figure out the, the fourth and fifth slot in certain categories. And so for some categories, you'll see that they do not have five nominations. And for others, there are some where I had to be a tie-breaking vote on what film got in uh, at the very end. So anyone that got a lot of votes got in, whether I liked it or not, right? That's that's how all this stuff goes. But a lot of uh, there were a few categories this year uh, that I still needed to step in on and make make a choice, make a choice. Anyway, Orange Hire Views is in the chat. Hello to you. What is going on? Thank you very much for being here. He says I filled mine out as best I could, and I regret nothing. Talking about his Raven Award ballot. Uh, glad to hear that, Brian Barth. What are my thoughts? There is nothing to say. Other than it's typical Oscars nonsense of a bunch of films that most people haven't heard of, haven't seen. Most of them box office losses, box office failures. And at the end of the day, not really representative of, one, the best films to come out last year. And two, continuing on in the politically charged environment that has become the Oscars. And it really is just nothing more than a, a political stunt at this point. And that's it's been that way for a very long time. Um, it's been that, that that way for for a lot of years now. And I used to care 
so much about the Oscars. I mentioned this all, all the time, right? I was that person where I knew all the stats. I could throw out different numbers and different figures. I still have this this little doozy in. Uh, basically, no film has ever won Best Picture without being nominated for the uh, film editing category. Uh, it's happened, but it's been very rarely ever happened. So the five films nominated for editing, if you're a betting person and, and you like betting on things, go with one of those five films. By the way, I don't think West Side Story is one of those films. Oh my goodness, cannot believe West Side Story actually got nominated for an Oscar. But wait, I can, because Spielberg obviously bought the nomination. Ghost in the Craig, what's going on? Good sir. Welcome back. Master of Gaming in the chat. Jacob Ironside in the chat. Hail to you. Derek McManus in the chat. What's going on? Snort of Poop is Cuber. What says, what's going on? Snort of Poop is says, hello, humans and other quitters. How's it going? Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Having great taste is subjective, as I studied film and normies just follow like sheep. And then says, With great taste comes great disappointments. Yeah, I studied film as well. Uh, My undergrad degree was in film criticism, so definitely understand that. Uh, But at the same time, I think both of us can also at the same time be able to separate the objective from the subjective. Uh, let us see. Gary Benjamin Sandwich says, uh, Oscar noms are out who missed the cut. Uh, we're not talking about the Oscars. So I just want to make that very clear to everyone. We boycott the Oscars. We don't watch them. We, uh, talk about them in passing. We talk about them in a, uh, derogatory fashion. And if you want to talk about that in the chat, you are more than welcome to do so. But we're not going over... In any detail, Oscar nominations tonight. Tonight's all about the Wednesday Raven Award nominations because they're a lot more important and just a lot better in general, not to mention better categories. Luca, what is going on? How is it going? We got Tina B, Empress of the Universe, in the chat. Hail to you. Thank you for being here. Uh, Looks like Steph will be late, as usual, on the Tuesday streams. Matthew Highland in the chat. What's going on? Bruce in the chat as well. Fear of FEMA. How's it going? Thank you very much for being here. Alex McCarthy says, Howdy, and how's it going? How's Thor? Have you seen the new show Reacher on Amazon Prime? It's pretty good so far. I have not. Just seen like another generic Amazon Prime show. So I, I've, I've just been holding off on watching it. Uh, I've actually been in the process of watching Lord of the Rings Extended Edition uh, on 4K on the new 4K TV that I got. And oh man, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, the transfers that they were able to do on those films uh, look spectacular. I finished The Fellowship of the Ring, and I am in the process of having started the first half of the uh, Two Towers Extended Edition. My hope is to try and get uh, through those by Thursday, because I might be doing a collaboration with a couple other uh, Catholic channels, uh, talking about, one, our love of Lord of the Rings, but also uh, Catholic Sim, uh, symbolism and uh, and the like as well. So stay tuned for more information about that. Slicer Neons, absolutely. Free Honk Honk, absolutely. We support freedom on this channel. Fuzz Aldrin, absolutely. Absolutely. Praying for them, for sure. Uh, Evan S., you'll have to wait and see. You'll have to wait and see. We will go through all of the categories. Uh, Vincent Womack, what is going on? Good, sir. We got Kick 44 as well. Uh, Lunatic, what is going on? Luca, who is a member, says, what is this thing called the Oscars that you mentioned? Again, that that is exactly the point that I make. It, it really has become so irrelevant at this point. 
It really has become so irrelevant. There's a reason why their ratings continue to go into the gutter. There's a reason why when you actually look at the box office for all of the films that they nominated this year, Dune has made more than all of the other nominees combined. In fact, several films have made more than all of the other nominees combined. And obviously, box office is not indicative of whether a film is good or not. But I I do think it is still very much a commentary about the types of films that get nominated, the types of films that get the attention of the Academy. And since we know that they are pushing more so than ever before all of their uh, just woke identity politics filled rules for films to be considered and to be, uh, quote, qualified to be a part of the discussion at the Oscars. Uh, it, again, it, it bears saying, again, one should not take the Oscars uh, serious by any means. Uh, at this point, there is no purpose. At this point, there is no purpose to caring about or, or watching uh, the Oscars. It used to mean something to say you're an Oscar winner. Or you've won so many Oscars. It used to mean something. And that has long since been lost. Snorpoopus says the Oscar Mayer Wiener Awards didn't see them. Yep, just the nominees were announced this morning. I'm shocked the Eternals wasn't nominated. Matthew Hyland, I know. Especially with all the lives it was supposed to have saved. Uh, Neons, why does a Muppet who lives in a trash can get his own award show? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, K-Man, what's going on, bro? My phone company probably hates me for using so much hotspot, but I need to drop in since I've missed so many streams. Well, hope you're doing okay, K-Man. Hope that you get some, uh, some internet soon and that it is a high speed connection, man. Thanks for stopping by. Fuzz Aldrin, who's a member. Everyone vote West Side Story for the best and worst remake. Or not. <laughs> or not. Forever Sci-Fi. Hail to you, good sir. Thank you very much for being here. Soul Assassin also in the chats. Honk, honk to Jeremy Zagowski. What's going on, bruv? Thank you for being in here. Thank you for being a friend. Master of Gaming says, Having read spoilers for the 355, I can confirm it's woke. Well, we knew that just from the basic premise. Again, the story as to the origin of that film was Jessica Chastain had an idea. And what was her groundbreaking idea? Hey, let's have a female-led spy film. Ah, interesting. Uh, we're also live over on Odyssey. Shout out to the Odyssey fam. We got the R over there saying honk honk. We got Vincent Womack over there. Thunderduck over there as well. Hail to the Odyssey fam. Light up that fire button, please. Really does mean a lot. All right, heading back over now to YouTube. Nathan Slay, tag to say this is gonna get uh, this is gonna get me shot in the chat. But rear window bored me to tears. I'm sorry, I tried. Yeah, uh, you need to watch it again. You need to watch it again, man. That film is that's a classic, man. That is a classic, classic uh, Hitchcock suspense right there. I'm disappointed. Luca, exactly. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Master of Gaming says, okay, we're more, I care way more about the uh, Raven Awards more than the Oscar nominations. Damn right. Damn right. That's the way it should be. That is the way it should be. 
Uh, Lou asks, what's going on, Master of Gaming? Coming back in to say, remember when Zack Snyder attacked the Phantom Menace and the left praised him? Master of Gaming, that I think will indeed come back around tonight in some way. You'll see. Forever Sci-Fi, Amazon is going to ruin Owen's watching of the Lord of the Rings trailer on Sunday. Uh, well, yeah, so, oh, really? So they're actually releasing a trailer on Sunday? Well, luckily, I'll have finished the Lord of the Rings Special Edition before then, ideally. And even then, it wouldn't ruin it, because it's not Lord of the Rings, what they're doing. It's not, it's not Lord of the Rings, what they're doing. Zonopoupis, yes, Valk is never late, Master Odin, nor she early. She arrives precisely when she means to. Damn right, Super Anime Gamer. hey what's up, my dude? What's going on, Super? Thanks for being here. Waiting for the Orville. Says, Hail. It's me, the new number two. Change my handle until the Orville actually comes back in June. Making things always so very confusing, Dean Heiss. You change your name more than. Uh, I was going to say, you change your name more than Madonna changes styles? I don't know. I guess uh, there was a better one out there. Maybe Prince changed his names. Something like that. Anyway, welcome. Brian Dobransky says, Is the a Wokey Loki Award? <laughs> there isn't a, a Wokey Loki Award, but that's actually a really good name. Might have to change one of the names of one of the nominee uh, of one of the categories to that, because I think that fits a lot better. Lucas says to wash the filth of the Rings of Power, I started to read The Hobbit again, then Lord of the Rings again, Cimmerillion, Tales of the Perilous Realm. I actually still need to read The uh, Cimmerillion, something that is on my to-do list uh, in the long run, Um, and I I really hope to be able to do so uh, at some point, but yeah. Just another red shirt, hail to you, thanks for being here, Snort of Poop is Cuber. His member says, oh, good, the Oscars haven't been shown yet. That means I still have a chance to not see them exactly. So, yeah, they just had their nominees out this morning. Uh, Thunderduck says, guten Abend, old all-father. Award shows died over the last two years. Mainstream entertainment is either dead or dying. In order to stay alive, they would have to fire 90% of their staff. Impossible to do. Shang-Chi was a triumph, but not Oscar-worthy. It's just a big joke be now. Uh, Well, to say that, again, I haven't seen... Shang-Chi to say one way or the other, but to call it a triumph just seems to go against everything that that I know about the film and everything that has been said about the film. So anyway, with that being said, let's go ahead and get started talking about the nominees for this year's Wednesday Raven Awards. We'll go ahead and just uh, just start going through them. And hopefully you enjoy the categories. If you uh, this is your first time ever going through a Wednesday Raven Awards, we got some fun categories here because you know you can have the best film, best director, like you know then that that that's all fine and dandy. You know we we have those kinds of things, but then there's other things that I think are are more important, things that stick with us just a little bit better, just a little bit longer, and uh, things that also typically don't get the recognition that they deserve. Not to mention, of course, there's the negative side of it, and it's always worth calling people out. For their nonsense that they have done. So let's first off get started with the, with the Wednesday Raven Award nomination. Starting with the 24th category. We have uh, the same categories. Or at least we did. We had the same number of categories as the Oscars. As a true boycott. We tried to go category for category at least in number. 
However, this year, they decided to combine sound editing and sound mixing with the Oscars, which I would say probably would make me pretty mad if I was a sound editor or sound mixer saying to themselves, yeah, not the same thing. Not not the same thing at all. <laughs> but the Oscars didn't care. Oh, man. Remember, remember a couple years ago when they tried to add in a popular film category so that they could actually nominate films? Like, you know, they could have actually nominated something like Spider-Man this year. But anyway, I digress. Let's go ahead and get started with the 24th category, which is the best one-liner or quote. So this is one that's changed over the years. It first started off with one-liner, and then we recognized, hey, sometimes there are some pretty great things that are more than just one line. So for the nominations, for the nominees, for best one-liner or quote movie and line of 2021, the nominees are, are you okay from Spider-Man No Way Home? That is, again, uh, Are You Okay? from Spider-Man No Way Home. Very powerful moment in that film. Everybody dies, some sooner than others, from the film Nobody. Great film there. We don't talk about Bruno from Encanto. Fear is the mind killer from Dune. And hello, Pizza. From Spider-Man No Way Home. So Spider-Man No Way Home. Two nominations in this category again this is definitely one where there were not a, a lot of consistent nominations a lot not of consistent choices so if if you had any issues with the nominees that not don't look at me don't look at me this is the reason why uh people need to to add in their voices to this but anyway the are you okay line for spider-man no way home is a, a reference of course to uh, Andrew Garfield, right, catching Zendaya, Zendaya, uh, and a very powerful throwback to The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, really well done cinematically and, and just, so, again, so emotional. So I think that's a great line in the film because of just the power behind it. And then uh, all the other uh, ones, I think, also work pretty well for their films as well. Not to mention, of course, Fear's Mind Killer being directly from the novel Dune. All right. Going to the next category, we have Best Stunt Work of 2021. Stunt teams don't get a lot of recognition, but we recognize them here on OMB Reviews for the Wednesday Raved Awards. So the nominees for Best Stunt Work of 2021 are the Sun Team for Spider-Man No Way Home, the Stunt Team for Shang-Chi, the Stunt Team for Wrath of Man, the Stunt Team of Nobody, and the Stunt Team of No Time to Die. Yes, indeed, No Time to Die and Shang-Chi both got nominations here. And again, this is what the people voted for. This is what the people nominated. This is not my list. This is the people's list. And that is the reason why I always say, hey, if you don't like it, make sure you vote in the nomination process. Next category is the Best Animated Feature Film of 2021. And the nominees are... Encanto, Sing 2, Luca, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, and The Mitchells versus The Machines. So uh, I actually haven't seen any of these films. However, uh, it was pretty cool to see The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf get on there. Um, that actually got nominated a few times. So a few different people put that film out there, which made it worthy of nominating. 
uh, as it was able to hit a threshold that other nominations or another nominees were not able to get to. So uh, I've heard, again, uh, good things from Shorty Short, uh, Shorty Story, <laughs> Laura in the chat about Encanto. Uh, Sing 2, obviously, been doing pretty well in the box office. Luca, I've heard great things about. Uh, the Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, I've, again, uh, it's interesting just to have that in there. Definitely a film I'm going to have to check out. And also, I have not ever seen The Mitchells versus The Machines, but I also heard that one was actually not too bad of a film from this past year. So anyway, those are the best animated movies of 2021, according to the Asgardian community. With our next category, we have <laughs> one of my favorite categories, NPC of the Year. We have people who have been nominated several times at this point. I have not done any of my facts or data points yet, so I have not had the number of times someone has been nominated, number of times someone has won, but there are definitely some some stalwarts of this category who almost always show up. But anyway, NPC of the Year. By NPC here on OMB Reviews, we define it as someone using no critical thought or reasoning skills whatsoever, simply regurgitating a set of arguments and non-sequiturs bequeathed to them by someone else. And so, for NPC of the Year, the nominees are Seth Rogen, John Campia, LeBron James, Zack Snyder, and Scotty Boy Mendelson. Absolutely. So, uh, Zack Snyder uh, definitely got Nominated a few times, I imagine. Uh, it likely is because of the the comments he made on the charity stream. But he indeed got a lot of nominations. Uh, LeBron James, of course, also got some nominations this year. Of course, him being involved with Space Jam 2 made him a part of the film world. Scotty Boy Mendelson and John Campia are stalwarts of this category and another category that we'll see a little later on. Uh, newcomers, though, this year, Seth Rogen. He, of course, I would say is definitely one that came in a little later to the game, probably because of his more recent comments and, of course, because of his HBO so-called Christmas show as well. So those are our nominees for NPC of the Year. All right, we'll do one more category and then take a little bit of a break. And this is Best Visual Effects of 2021. And the nominees for Best Visual Effects 2021 are Dune. Last Night in Soho, Godzilla vs. Kong, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. So congratulations to the nominees for this year's Raven Awards for Best Visual Effects. As you can see, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is on the list. You all know my opinions on Godzilla vs. Kong. So just to show you that this is indeed from the voice of the people. Uh, Glad to see Last Night in Soho get some recognition here because the visual effects in there, very underrated, Um, you know, very, uh, very well done. Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spider-Man No Way Home, I think, again, had, you know, pretty standard uh, visual effects there. Dune, for me, blew me away. So for me, I think Dune is definitely one of the stronger contenders here for this category. But anyway, those are the nominees for Best Visual Effects for this year's Raven Awards. All right, we'll take a little bit of a break to catch up with what everyone is saying in the chat. Starting off over on Odyssey, where everyone's just uh, chilling out. So again, thank you all for being over there. Light up that fire button. Let us see. Uh, Kimberly G. What's going on, Kimberly G? Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly G. Thank you very much for the heart. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. Zikayman. 
His member says, Odin talking about watching Lord of the Rings. I have another movie trilogy I have to get in the mail to him soon. Oh, K-Man. K-Man, K-Man, K-Man. Is that the one that we... Are you, did we talk about this already? I feel like I talked to you or maybe it was someone else about this. Uh, Nick Nero, what's going on? Says, Odin is my favorite Friday Night Titer. Well, thank you very much. I'm the soft-spoken one of the bunch for sure, but I, I do appreciate the love. Let's see, Luca here says, a discussion of Catholic symbolism, Lord of the Rings, can't wait for it. Yeah, definitely, um, it, it's set to be around Thursday, I just don't know if we're doing it live or if we are just recording it, um, but it's with uh, some other uh, prominent Catholic channels, so very excited, uh, very, very excited to be uh, involved with them. Uh, Clint Stutz, what's going on? Welcome to the channel. Uh, let's see, Shorty Story, what's going on? The modern major general of the channel. Thank you very much for being here, Laura. Don Incognito, hail to you. Crisco, what's going on? He tagged to say, personally, I thought West Side Story remake was great. Yeah, again, I've heard some people say good things. I've heard others say bad things. And just on the basic premise of the story and the choices they made with the subtitles and with changing the tomboy character into a non-binary, again, those are the kinds of choices that, for me, are enough to bring up some concerns and also to reiterate the point that even if one enjoyed it, how can one possibly argue that it was worth making? By that I mean, why did that film, West Side Story, need to be remade? Because it didn't. 70B, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Joseph Oaks in the chat, what's going on? Uh, Shorty Shorty checking up with the stream. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, awesome one says, did Eternals get a nomination? Uh, again, I don't know which one you're talking about. If you're talking about the Wednesday Raven Awards, you'll have to find out. Talking about the Oscars, uh, I don't care. Do not care. Nathan Slay tagged, talking here about Vertigo. Uh, Bruce came in. What the heck? Nomination for makeup and hairstyling coming to America? Oh, is that really? Yeah, it's interesting. In those lower categories or what are often seen as those lower-tiered categories, that's where some of the most random films will get nominated. I will say, the one category that should always be uh, just completely annihilated is Best Song. It really should, because most of the songs that get nominated aren't even in the movie. They're, 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 they're playing in the credits, they have very very little to do with the actual film itself, right? So it's one thing if it's a song in the movie and therefore adds to the movie. It's another if it's in the credits. I feel like if you're in the credits, you should not be eligible. And that's why I, I, I just stay away from, from that type of uh, nonsense. That's why, to me, it should be best soundtrack slash score because then at the very least, I feel like you might actually have a chance of getting some, some, some better uh, ideas there. Uh, Fuzz Aldrin says, are you watching uh, Pam and Tommy on Hulu? No, not really my jam. So probably uh, not going to watch that. Remember Sci-Fi? Yeah, Gary and Az say they've seen it and it's not good. They gave some hints since the Super Bowl commercials will probably be woke as well. This year I might use the commercial breaks as intended. Ah, Forever Sci-Fi. Gotcha. Yeah, I know that they had some early access to it. Let's see, Slicer Neon's adding in perhaps a Boar Thor award too. Now, now, don't try and take away the thunder of others. Grandmaster Yoda comes in to say, do you think Oscars will end to exist if they 
Do you think that they will cease to exist? I think that's what you're trying to say. If they, they will cease to exist if they lose uh, too much cash? Uh, probably not. And the reason why is because if it was about money, there would be so many properties and IPs that wouldn't exist anymore. There would be so many studios that would have gotten the message and would have changed directions and courses. But we know these studios are willing to lose millions upon millions of dollars for messaging. So, no, I don't. I, I think that if the numbers continue to drop, and they've been at record bottoms for years in a row now. Every single year, they're hitting some type of new, uh, some type of new record low for the Oscars. So, I, I don't, I don't think it would make much of a difference at all. Don't think it'd make much of a difference at all. Uh, let's see. Zion Waters says, "Simmerillion is my favorite book. I've read it over eleven times and have written a what if fanfic. Ah, nice, very cool, very very cool." Uh, waiting for the Orville. Thank you for saying that. I, I very much appreciate that. We'll definitely make things easier. Rob D. Hello, Odin. Having taco tonight. Can't wait for the Raven Awards. Well, thank you, Rob D. I appreciate I actually had some pizza. I had some pepperoni pizza tonight as we are out of food. So, Rosie G12, hail to you. Hail to you. Um, let us see. Uh, super says here. So they did combine editing and mixing. It sucks for the professionals, but I'm not surprised. Looking at the last ten years of winners, the academy doesn't do, uh, no, doesn't know the difference. Oh yeah, no, I definitely think that there's something to be said there. Um, but to my knowledge, I thought it was only people in those fields that could actually vote um, in those categories. So it should be people that do know the difference that should be able to vote for those. I thought. Uh, Fuzz Aldrin, funnier award shows are filled with movies people actually watch. I know, right? It's like people are nominating films that are actually worth going to see and that people actually watch, whereas the Oscars nominate films that no one's ever heard of and most people will probably never ever see. Remember when Moonlight won Best Picture? Yeah. Show of hands, how many people actually watched Moonlight? I did. Unfortunately. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, meh, I wouldn't quote any of those. I submitted something else. As I said, though, those are the nominations that got the most support. I had to try and, again, some people mix things up, and so I had to try and, you know, finagle what they meant by certain things. And uh, those were those were the top five. Those indeed were the top five. Orange Eye View says, stunt work, no way home. You had Willem Dafoe put Tom Holland on uh, or his stunt double through a floor. <laughs> yeah, there were some pretty great stunts in, in that film. No, no doubt about it. Let's see. Laura says, in honor of my late father, I'm changing my name to Shorty, short story, his nickname. Uh, Shorty story. Okay, well, that's awesome. And again, rest in peace uh, to Laura's dad. Uh, so please, uh, prayer hands, prayers in the chat uh, for Laura. This happened uh, relatively recently, so again, praying for you, Laura, and uh, thank you, thank you for being here. And uh, shout out to Shorty Story. All righty, let us see. Do 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 do. Vox Populi says Luca. Jacob Ironside tagged to say. Odin in chat, older movies are slower paced. A lot of them, like Rear Window, the more you watch them, the more you pick things up that you miss, so don't give up. Yeah, definitely don't give up on them. Definitely not. Finally, I have a movie named after me, says Luca. Yes, this is true. This is very true. <laughs> How does it feel, good sir? How does it feel? 
Yeah, NPC of the year will probably be uh, pretty close. A, a lot of these categories um, and the nominations within them definitely will be pretty, pretty close. Uh, forever sci-fi, nice. Yeah, LeBron is more of an NPCCP. Yeah, that's for sure. Let's see. Shorty Story says, Luca was such a great movie because it focused on much ignored topic of male friendship. Yeah, and I remember was the, uh, people in the media tried to basically try to like ship the characters in in some disturbing way or maybe it was just people covering it try to ship it or something it's like no it's just about friendship and you're right it's a story it's a it's something that is not done a whole lot in movies today let alone in animation today um so hearing that and hearing that that is the focus and hearing that it's actually done well it kind of reminds me a little bit as maybe being somewhat similar to uh, stand by me, right? Where that focuses on right that type of friendship. Because one of the things that surprised me about Stand by Me was the uh, the the scenes where you had these two characters who were clearly best friends, just crying, just opening up and crying. Um, and I, I think that that's something that is not done a lot in movies now these days. So yeah, if Luca is any, even anything close to that, you know, that'd be great. Uh, Stephanie B in the chat, by the way, saying that Stephanie B saying that she's got a mic now and can start their podcast with Tina. Well, that's awesome. Very exciting stuff. John Evan Bear. Do you think Moonfall will ruin, uh, Roland Emmerich's career? Probably not. People with a lot of money tend to be fine, even with films that don't do very well. Uh, let's see input latency. What's going on? Welcome back. All right, let's head over to Odyssey as we got some stuff going on over there. Visit Walmart says, the only Godzilla movies come out of Toho Studios. The rest is just pale imitation. I think that there would be a good point to be made there. A $5 hyper chat donation from the R says, the Piazandora bribe of the year award goes to me for using this hyper chat to buy off Odin to name the Snyder Cut winner of all categories. <laughs> you wish, you wish, and man, oh man. The, the, the Snyder Cut cult tried so hard. I will just say that. They tried so hard this year. Uh, I think you'll be happy, and I think you'll be, I think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, Daniel T. then says, Thoughts on Disney doing a live action of Gumby and bringing out, it, bringing out its NFT. Wait, there's a Gumby NFT? That's ridiculous. And uh, live action Gumby just sounds terrifying. That just sounds terrifying. Who would ever make a... a <laughs> what? 70B, I think we need to upgrade your, your internet, girl. Because you have, you have connection issues every stream. And I know it can't be your computer. I, I know it can't be your computer. So it's got to be the Wi-Fi. Uh, Shorty Story says, I don't think Moonfall was horrible, just dull. Unique premise that could have been much better. Yeah, that's what I'm gathering from a lot of it. A lot of the commentaries on it. Uh, let's see. I'm friends with a college professor that teaches a course on Tolkien. She goes into Tolkien's faith and uh, is a convert to the faith. Nice, Evan S. Very nice. Yeah, there is a lot of rich imagery, for sure. No no doubt about it. John Evan Bear says, Sounds unrealistic that a non-binary character would be accepted in the Latino community in the early 60s, especially Brooklyn. Um, well, we're, again, we're, I, I'm... Again, it's been a while since I've seen the, even the original, but I'm pretty sure that that character 
uh, was specifically trying to get in with the the Jets. So it would not have been with the Hispanic community, but I would say that it would have been a that would have been something that just not would not have even really been on anyone's radar at that time in history. You know, let's see. K Man says here, yeah, I mentioned it on Discord. My second copy came today. Uh, so since you missed out on ordering it, I thought I'd send you my second copy. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that, K Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome. Let's see. Lucas says, if you get the chance, and if you have not already read it, read Tolkien's On Fairy Stories. Uh, among other things, he discusses catastrophe and Escapism. Great read. Interesting. Awesome one tagged. Uh, as Ocean Man should be nominated. I must be missing something there. All right, I'm falling behind on some of these, so I might have to start skipping some some comments. Uh, uh, as a film buff, do you try to watch as many new movies as you can per year? Are there genres that you totally avoid? I try to, Rob D. I really, really do. Uh, having Baby Thor born obviously has has complicated that. I, I just don't have as much free time as, as I once did. Uh, summer is going to be the time when I finally kind of get back into that routine of actually being able to... Um, actually being able to uh, watch the newer films consistently um, and, and actually be able to get more consistent reviews out. But I do try to see as many films as I can. I've always said I avoid the horror genre. Um, and, and by horror, I mean that. Uh, typically, anything dealing with the demonic or, or with ghosts, I, I just I just never really been my thing. I like thrillers. I like films that might be you know scary from a thriller perspective. But yeah, I, I tend to not do the horror films typically is is one of the few genres that I stay away from. All right. All right. I'm going to skip some comments. Sorry, people. Falling behind on things, and there's some comments that I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, I don't see what the... It's like going into stuff. Haven't heard of Moonlight. Yeah, people haven't heard of Moonlight. No surprise there. Yes, shorty short. I figured that you would have because you are someone who, like me, likes to try to see everything that comes out. Uh, Rob, he says, oh, do you like pizzas from DiGiorno? I do. I very much do. Uh, that's the one I typically go with. John the Carney Gaming. John the Carney, what's going on, bro? What's going on? Welcome. Kimberly G, by the way, thank you very much for becoming a member at the Citizen of Asgardian level. I very much appreciate that. Very much appreciate that. General Wingster, what's going on? Says, only movie quote for 2021 that matters, Family Fast 9. Well, it didn't get nominated, so uh, I guess it doesn't matter as much as, uh, as much as you might want it to. All right, let me find a good place to pause there. Check then over with the Odyssey fam. And Daniel T says, the ice cream shop near me is doing Valentine's Day three-pack with three pints of chocolate, raspberry sorbet, and vanilla M&M. Sadly, none of those I care for. Yeah, not doesn't sound like a very good mix of stuff, but glad that the deal's going on nonetheless. All right, let's get back to the nominations, people. So we left off with best visual effects, and so now we'll be going into the next category, which is the best cinematography of 2021 so the wednesday raven award nominations continue so for best cinematography of 2021 the nominees are dune cinematographer greg greg fraser last night in soho by chung hoon chung spider-man no way home by mauro fiori french dispatch by robert d yeoman 
and The Tragedy of Macbeth by Bruno Delvanel. So, uh, yeah, a lot of solid films here. Very, very well shot films. Uh, interestingly enough, The French Dispatch. Yeah, another film that got ignored by that other show that doesn't exist. Uh, glad to see it get some love here. But these are seen as the best-looking films of 2021. Dune, Last Night in Soho, Spider-Man No Way Home, French Dispatch, Tragedy Macbeth. Glad to see Last Night in Soho get some love here as well. Um, Last Night in Soho truly was uh, a phenomenal film. Highly recommend it. And it just criminally got ignored by that other show. All right. Let's go on to the next category, and this is Most SJW Screenwriters of 2021. And as we define it here, an SJW is a person who pretends to be fighting for social justice, but in reality is consumed by or desire for moral superiority, validation from their peers, a hatred of anyone with dissenting views, and need to destroy or disrupt anything that wasn't built for or by people that share their gender, race, sexuality, etc. So the nominees for... Most SJW screenwriters, really most SJW screen uh, screenplays and stories, uh, come down to just four films here. We have The Eternals, written by Chloe Zhao, Patrick Burley, Ryan Furpo, and Kaz Furpo. No Time to Die, written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, Carrie Joji uh, Fukunaga, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, brought on for, quote, to make things funny, like to be a comedian, but then also to bring things up to the Me Too era as well. Matrix Resurrections, Lana Wachowski, Mr. Wachowski himself, David Mitchell, Alexander Hemmen for the Matrix Resurrections, and West Side Story by Tony Kushner. Yes, indeed. So, the four films nominated for most SJW screenwriting, Eternals, No Time to Die, Matrix Resurrections and West Side Story. Definitely think all of those films worthy of the nominations in that category for sure. This is definitely one of the more complex categories. Uh, A lot of stuff going on here, a lot of moving parts, but I think that the right films got nominated for uh, for the category. All right, let's go then on to Best Director. Yeah, that's right. One of the big categories little early in the night. Best Director of 2021. The nominees directed, or rather uh, chosen by you, the people. Best Director of 2021. We have Denis Villeneuve. Boom. There it is. Apparently, he's not good enough for the Oscars, but you know what? He's more than capable enough for what we got going on here with the Raven Awards. So, Denis Villeneuve for Dune. Edgar Wright for Last Night in Soho. John Watts for Spider-Man No Way Home. Jason Reitman for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And Guy Ritchie for Wrath of Man. So, I think this is a solid list of films. Solid list of directors as well. So, again, huge shout-out to all of these films and all these directors. So, again, Denis Villeneuve for Dune. Edgar Wright for Last Night in Soho. John Watts for Spider-Man No Way Home. Jason Reitman for Ghostbusters Afterlife. And Guy Ritchie for Wrath of Man. All great films as well. 
All right, next category, best fight scene action sequence of 2021. Also one that can tend to be a little complicated, a little convoluted, which is why we might see some changes to the categories next year or some com- combinations of sorts. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But anyway, for the best fight scene slash action sequence of 2021, the nominees are Spider-Man No Way Home, the Statue of Liberty fight, Spider-Man No Way Home, Peter versus the Green Goblin, the final fight, Nobody, the bus fight sequence, Godzilla versus Kong, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla versus King Kong. Again, you can see this was the voice of the people, as I am not a fan of Godzilla versus Kong, but that got quite a few nominations. And Dune, the Harkonnen Night Siege. So the best fight scenes. We got two nominations for Spider-Man No Way Home, the Statue of Liberty fight scene, Peter versus Green Goblin, which was a great fight, by the way. Nobody, the best fight, probably objectively my favorite fight scene in this list as far as just, just I, I just thought it was so well filmed. It just looked fantastic. Uh, obviously, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla versus King Kong, that's going to make some people happy. And then the Harkonnen Night Siege from Dune. Again, I like seeing Dune get nominated here, but... Uh, Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully this is what again this is what y'all voted for. So, hopefully people are happy. But again, I think some pretty good nominations there. All right, the next category is the best breakthrough performance 2021. So by breakthrough, we don't mean new actor. What we mean by this is uh, uh, people who are like it, it's this movie, it's this performance that just really put them on the map. It's got people talking. Right, just got people talking about them. They may have already been known as a great actor. They may have just been, maybe they weren't known as a great actor, but these roles put them on the map. And again, these are the nominations that came from you, the people. So, first off, we got McKenna Grace from Ghostbusters Afterlife. She did great. Uh, as as really the lead in Ghostbusters Afterlife, Timothy Chalamet from Dune. Gonna be honest, I don't think it's Timothy Chalamet's best performance, but he got some love from Dune. Tim Blake Nelson from Old Henry, a film I just found out about the other day. Picked that up on Blu-ray. I have it. Uh, I still need to watch it, but that film did get enough nominations to um, to push Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, and by the way, if you look him up, you'll say, "Oh, I, I know that guy." Uh, Thomas and McKenzie from Last Night in Soho gave a great performance in that. And then Andrew Garfield from Spider-Man No Way Home. That one made me incredibly happy to see Spider-Man No Way Home uh, because Garfield honestly gave an incredible performance, an incredible performance in Spider-Man No Way Home, so much so that people were even asking for another Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man film, which if you've seen it, you, if you've seen any of the Amazing Spider-Man films, you know. You you know that that's saying something. All right, chat's starting to jump on me, so I'll probably have to start skipping some comments tonight. But we'll see what we have to do. From DLive, Daniel Thorne says, Wow, you were in a very ice cream mode during the last stream. Two ice cream shout-outs, and no one was over here. I know, right? It's insane. It is truly insane. All right. Let us see. Fillin' the Hobbit... Ellen, over on uh, over on D Live as well. Candy T in the chat. What's going on? Uh, Visit Womack said buffering was actually there. David L, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Kimberly, the newest member on the channel, says Odin is in the Matrix. Darn right. <laughs> 
Uh, or I'm just getting a lot of radiation. Could be that. Ocean Man is as a song, says Brian. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Bruce says, I'm in the same local area as Tina, and my internet sucks as well. Uh, man, y'all need y'all need to get down here to, to the Chattanooga area, get yourself some EPB fiber optics. Oh, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Jeremy Zakowski says, I got the song We Don't Talk About Bruno stuck in my head. Send help. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I can't do that. I can't do it. I can't do it, Captain. Crisco says, picked up tickets for Batman on March 1st. Pretty excited. Yeah, that's right. There's a fan event going on. I'm going to probably get my opening night uh, tickets, but I just would not be able to do the March 1st one because then I would have to cancel this show. Uh, Name the Slay, while Hollywood is out of touch with reality, would you rather say... Okay, so not really relevant. Sorry, sorry, uh, Nathan, uh, sorry, Nathan Slay. I'm just so far behind in comments that I'm trying to look for things that are relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, do, 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 which is all about the Raven Awards and adjacent stuff. Uh, the R, what's going on, bruv? <laughs> There's a chance that you might get skipped over there. Victor Fontaine, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. John Evan Bear says, There are four writers for Eternals and No Time to Die. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, so all of those based on the IMDb credits list. All those. Uh, no, actually, uh, the Wikipedia credits list. And uh, I checked the source to make sure that it was accurate information. But yeah, so many of these films nowadays are honestly, it's insane. It really is insane to see. Let's see, uh, Jonathan Marshall, who is a member on the channel, says Kristen Stewart beat out Lady Gaga for that fifth spot for the nomination. Grace Randolph, not happy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And you know what? Here I am sitting over here. Grace Randolph is caring about that. And I'm all about, I don't care about either of those people. I don't care about either of those people. Oh, man. Oh, man. The Power of the Dog got the most nominations. Yeah, I, again, it just doesn't really... Uh, it's That that one was a weird choice. I, I was like, I hadn't even never heard of this film before. But it's available on Netflix, so it might it might be checked out. It's got some... Uh, it's got a good actor in it, at the very least. And there was a firefight, says Shorty Story. Absolutely. Willem Dafoe. What a boss. What a boss. Um, let's see. Luca says here, unfortunately, because usually one to two years pass before I watch a newer movie, I did not see any of the films on the list. Luca, 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 Luca. Come on, man. Come on, man. All right. I think we're just about caught up. Fuzz Aldrin says old Henry was a head trip. I've heard good things about it. Let's see. Forever sci-fi. I've taken a watching anime for the first time in my life. Nice. Very cool. Uh, Orange Chat says, your green background is making me hungry for mint ice cream. You take that mint ice cream. You take it. Uh, Lucas says, because of recommendations, I'll probably watch Luke and Spider-Man this year. Others will have to wait. Uh, Last Night in Soho, I would also recommend highly. But yeah, those are both very solid. Solid shouts. Very, very solid. All right, let me find a good jumping off point here. All right. All right, I'm not going to look into Reacher. Hardwick. Sorry. Sorry. 
No, 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 no tangents tonight, good sir. None of those tangents tonight. All right, there we go. And then let me check over with the Odyssey uh, fam. Let's see, Visit Womack says, One honk to rule them all, one honk to find them, one honk to bring them all, and in the honking, bind them. Yes. I, I do always appreciate a good honking joke. All right, let's get back to the nominations then. All right, going off, we just ended with the best breakthrough performance of 2021. Some pretty good nominations there. So now let's go into worst writing and worst story. Of 2021. The nominations for Worst Story. So we we just stuck this with the films and not the actual writers themselves. So these are the films that had the worst stories. So the worst stories of 2021 are Matrix Resurrections, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Black Widow, Eternals, and Cinderella, the Amazon version. Uh, So that one made me happy to see get some hate. Uh, because just the basic premise of that Cinderella film uh, just was ridiculous. Yeah, especially the whole fairy quote godmother with Billy Porter. It's like really, really, you're you're clearly not making this because you're trying to you're trying to expound upon the source material. I mean, let, let, let let's go on. Let, let let let's just be honest with ourselves for a second, right? But anyway, the worst stories of the year as far as film is concerned, Matrix Resurrection, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Black Widow, Eternal, Cinderella. I, I agree with that list. There might be other films were more worthy to be on the list, but those were the ones that got the most uh, nominations. And uh, I think that it's still a solid list of, of bad writing in films. All right, the next list is most iconic films. So this is films that will be remembered for years to come. So not just films that you liked, films that you think will transcend the year. So these are the nominations for uh, most iconic films. Uh, And obviously this one is another one where uh, there were some interesting nominations going on. But in the end, only four films were able to get nominated here. So the four films for the most iconic of 2021 films to be remembered for years to come are spider-man no way home dune ghostbusters afterlife and the beatles get back so that was a surprising one to see there uh it's one i definitely had to think about since that is technically a a docuseries it's not technically a film um but i am willing to after having watched the very beginning of it uh, look at it as a documentary in three parts. That is therefore a film, and that is therefore one that I would say is eligible. So I decided that it would be eligible. And so The Beatles Get Back got nominated here for most iconic film, along with Ghostbusters Afterlife, which, again, I think it was pretty good. Memorable, we'll see, uh, if it's able to really uh, hold up over the past years, Dune, same thing. I, I like Dune. I, I don't know necessarily if I would call it iconic. Spider-Man No Way Home, I would actually call iconic, right? I, I think having the three Spider, Spider-Men on screen together, that is something that I think will be remembered for a very long time. Will be remembered for a very long time. And I think that it's it's a it was a really good uh, shout, it was, it was a really good shout, so I'm very happy to see that one got a lot of love in this category. All right, the next category is uh, the most pointless characters. So these are the most pointless film characters from movies in 2021, and they <laughs> most of them come from uh, the same source. So the nominees for most pointless characters in 2021, 
The Raven nominations are Shang-Chi from the film Shang-Chi, Katie from Shang-Chi, Trevor Spengler from Ghostbusters Afterlife. I, I definitely agree with that one. Red Guardian from Black Widow and Black Widow from Black Widow. Another interesting category of nominees here. Uh, but yeah, Shang-Chi and Black Widow both get n- getting nominated as being a pointless character in their own movies. In their own movies. Uh, Katie from Shang-Chi, of course, we heard a lot about that. Red Guardian from Black Widow makes sense to me. And then Trevor Spengler. Yeah, if there's anything that could be said about Ghostbusters Afterlife, I think it's that you could have taken the character of Trevor Spengler. That was the brother. Uh, so the, the the lead actress, McKenna Grace, right? The young girl who did a great job, right? Her, her brother played by Finn Wolfhard, Trevor Spengler. He, he really is uh, kind of pointless. <laughs> I mean, he kind of kind of is a pointless character. So... Anyway, I was very happy to uh, to see these get in there. There were some uh, rumblings from Eternals, but it was all, it was all over the place with Eternals. No one could really have any consensus. So these were the ones that had the most consensus uh, around them uh, for nominations this year. So these are the most pointless characters of 2021. All right, our next category is one of my favorites, and that is the shill of the year. So once again, we've got people who are multi-year nominees, and it's it's pretty great to see. But as we define shill for the OMB reviews, a shill is a person engaged in covert advertising. The shill attempts to spread buzz by personally endorsing the product in public forums with the pretense of sincerity when, in fact, they are being paid for their services. It's obviously a misspelling there, but that's okay. It happens. We all make mistakes. Anyway, the nominees for shill of the year. The nominees are... Simu Lu. That's right. Simu Lu. First time nominee. And then we have some originals, or rather, here, here we have some repeats, people who are very familiar to this category. We got Scotty Boy Mendelssohn for Shill of the Year. Grace Randolph for Shill of the Year. John Campia for Shill of the Year. And then Kevin Smith for Shill of the Year as well. So uh, another great categories. Another great category here. Uh, John Cena. I just saw someone mention John Cena. John Cena, uh, he was in the discussion. He was in the discussion, but he did not get enough support. He did not get enough support in the nominating process. So, again, Simu Liu, Scotty Boy, Mendelssohn, Grace Randolph, John Campia, Kevin Smith. Man, oh, man. Uh, and, and, again, when it comes to Campia, Randolph, and, and Mendelssohn, they are notorious in this category. They they own this category. It's like guaranteed every year there is a uh, there is a spot for them. There's always a spot for them. All right, and then one more category, and then we'll go back to your comments, and that is going to be most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film of 2021. As it says, not only is the film overrated, it's terrible. So this is for a film that got a lot of critical acclaim, or fan acclaim, it goes both ways there, but in the end, it was a terrible movie. And again, this was voted on by you, or rather, this was nominated by you, the people. So the nominations for most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film in 2021 are Eternals, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, West Side Story, and House of Gucci. So apparently those were the films that got a lot of critical or 
uh, audience acclaim more than it deserved, but ended up being terrible films. And again, that's at least according to the people who are nominating. Anyway, uh, let's see what's going on over on Odyssey. Odyssey fam, thank y'all for being here. Light up that fire button, please. All right, back over to the YouTube side of things. Let us see. All right, Mark Lazeff says here, what are the rules for the nominees? Because nothing I nominated got into the award listing. Uh, Basically, I look and see which ones got nominated. I count them up. So I put them all in a list for the ones that had the most votes. And typically... If, if my job is made easy, there are a top five or four that have gotten uh, the most votes. There are on occasion categories where films or, or, or characters or people only get one vote. And so because there's technically a tie for that last spot, I don't think that getting one vote means that you deserve to be in that category. And then there's also the situations where there are are cases when there are a couple of films or a couple of movies um, or people where there are multiple ones that have two votes and all the others have three or more that, that get into it. And then I have to step in and I am the one who makes the ultimate decision on those types of films. So, and again, I wish it didn't have to be that way. I, I wish that there were enough nominations, uh, enough people nominating for, for for the job to be a lot easier. But anyway, those, those are the ways, those are the rules as far as how I, I typically go about them. But it's, it's the ones that get the most nominees, or rather the most nominations. It's a lot easier when you're actually voting in the ballot because by that, it's, it's popular vote for all the categories. And then uh, best picture, I do ranking system. All right, super says, Power of the Dog getting 12 noms was ridiculous. I wish I could see what the critics saw because I kind of hated it. French Dispatch Last Night in Soho should have gotten uh, some of its knobs. Yeah, Last Night in Soho getting snubbed is just, again, one of the plethora of reasons to never watch it ever again. Kimberly G says, Tarantino is great. I agree. Tarantino is phenomenal. He is a legend. Alrighty. Let us see. Orange Hat Reviews, who's a member, says, Wow, Pointless Characters was brutal. Yep. Yes, it was. When you have title characters being called uh, pointless, that, that that's when you have a lot of stuff going on. Legit36, what's going on? Mr. Roy, welcome back, good sir. Thank you for being here. Uh, appreciate it. Victor Fontaine, tagged to say, Watched your Raven Awards last year and enjoyed the show much more than the Oscars. We'll be there again for them this year. Well, Victor Fontaine, thank you very much for that. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, all the previous ones are still up on, on YouTube. You can find them. Just look them up. Um, there's not many shows called the Wednesday Raven Awards, so just just look up third annual Raven Awards, second annual. And then on my website, OMBReviews.com, I, I do have the list of nominees and winners. Also, I have list uh, of the different uh, facts as far as historical information, as far as, you know, people getting so many nominations, so many nominees and everything. It's fun to do that kind of stuff because you know how they're always like, this is their eighth nomination and third win. It's great to be like, you know, Grace Randolph. This is her fourth straight nomination in Shill of the Year, but she's never won it or something. 
there was someone who had been nominated every year and had never won. And then there was one year, I think it was last year, where someone had gone nominated consistently and then didn't make the cut. And it was so upsetting. Um, but thank you for the love and uh, for watching that. I appreciate it. But yeah, check out those previous years. Those, there's some pretty good ones. If you want to see really the, the best and worst of the last few years, those are pretty good lists to go by. Uh, the Raven Award nomination list, I would say. Uh, G-Man, what's going on? Welcome. Let's see, Jacob Ironside tagged to say, the new trope of making you think a character with a mask on is a man the entire time, and then they take the mask off and it's a woman. Yeah, seriously, it does seem to be an ever-going an ever-growing trope. Forever Sci-Fi says here, I think Grace Randolph deserves the award every year. I know. And uh, I don't know if she has... Let me let me uh, pull up my uh, Raven Awards from 2018. Oh, let's see. All right. So for 2018, she was not nominated for Shield of the Year. So for Shield of the Year in 2018, Scotty Boy Mendelson... Uh, John Campion and Kevin Smith were all nominate all nominated. I think she may have been NPC. No, so she did not get nominated at all in the first annual awards. She did not get nominated. So really, in 2019, that that's when I think her career really took off in this category. Uh, yeah, let's see. No, wait a minute. So uh, in the second annual one, Scotty Boy Mendelson. Was a two-time nominee, one-time winner. Uh, let's see. And then Kevin Kevin Smith, John Campia were two-time nominees. And let's see, NPC of the year. No, she wasn't there either. Oh man. Grace Randolph, did she not did she not get nominated until last year? That's crazy. Yeah, look at that. Grace Randolph. Got nominated last year, but lost for Shill of the Year. And then for NPC of the Year, it was... <laughs> oh, man, if you look to last year's, it's pretty sad uh, how, few nomin- how few nominees there were because of how, how few people put nominations out. I had so little to work with. I did everything I could to make it work. Ms. Womack says, do you highlight when you have to make the choice? Do you highlight when you have to make the choice? Wait, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? But no, I think Grace Randolph absolutely deserves it. At the very least, she deserves an honorable... She like she deserves one of those honorable Oscars that you get every year. Let's see. Let's get to one more comment and then get into the last of the nominations. All right, let's see. Nathan Slay, has there ever been issues you run into during the Raven Awards with having certain films having the same number of votes? So, yeah, as I mentioned, when it comes to the nomination process, that happens a lot because of how few, in comparison to the people that vote in the actual ballot, which obviously I know is a lot easier because you're you're just choosing amongst options versus coming up with the options. Um but as far as the actual vote goes, there have been a couple of years where there have either been ties or there have been it's like been within a vote or two. So that has happened uh, before. I'd have to look back at the, the numbers to see for sure. 
but I'm pretty sure a tie, I, I announced it as a tie. Master Gaming says four pointless characters in the DCEU in 2020 and four pointless characters in the MCU in 2021. Hey, that's a good, that's a good shout, man. It's a good shout. Uh, Master Gaming, I love Cheetah and Red Guardian despite with being pointless <laughs> characters. Yeah, just because you're a pointless character doesn't mean that you're not liked. Uh, again, Trevor Spengler, I, I, he was a pointless character, but I didn't hate him. Rob D says, I'm disappointed you weren't nominated for Shill of the Year for facts and number. <laughs> oh man, dude, Rob D, there was there was one troll. There was one person who was trolling, and they nominated me for every negative category, even when it didn't make any sense. It was like, seriously? And when you think about the time it takes to fill out one of those ballots, there's, there's again, there's a lot of stuff. So that's why when when, when Tina and the others, right, because I, I totally understand where y'all are coming from. Uh, when uh, Brian Barth, this is the second time you talked about it. I don't care about David Lynch, so I'm not even going to read the comment. I uh, just want to put that out there. Anyway, so when uh, Tina and, and others, right, rightfully, I say, criticize how long it can take to fill out one of the nominations, uh it's amazing to me that someone will actually go through and will actually try and do that. And it's like, okay, that's just, that's just your time. <laughs> that's just time that you're using. Oh man. Uh, father Christopher Mella, hail to you, father, father. Thank you for being in the chat. Hope you're doing well. Glad to hear that. Uh, based on comments you made earlier in, in the private chat. Thank you for keeping me updated. And, uh, yeah. Praying for you, Father. Praying for you. All right. Rob D then says, I would love if it turns out Sky Sky Mendelson actually watches the Raven Awards and gladly accepts Shield. Dude, if he did, I, I would have I <laughs> I would have um I would have maybe a smidgen more respect for him, but even then I, I wouldn't if he actually came on to accept it. I wouldn't have respect for him at all. But I would let him accept it and let him get roasted by by the chat. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our last nine categories then uh, before, before we end the evening. So here are the last categories. So we ended with most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film. So now let's talk about the most overrated film. So these are films that are deemed to be just overrated. Right, so they may not be bad films, right? They may not be films that you think are poorly made or or terrible, but you think that they're just they're talked about too much, they're given too much credit by other audiences or critics. Most overrated films of 2021. The nominees here are Dune. I knew that was gonna come. Shang Chi, West Side Story, The Suicide Squad, and No Time to Die. So. This, I think, actually is a pretty good mix. I think that a lot of people, rightfully, I, I definitely think there's an argument to be made there. I'm sure Tina would agree with this, right? That Dune is an overrated film. Not that it's a bad film, but that it's you know might be overrated. Uh, Shang-Chi as well, obviously got a lot of love from, from critics, and a lot of people probably disagree with that. Same thing with West Side Story. Uh, the Suicide Squad was actually uh, very much praised by a lot of hardcore DCEU people. I thought it was trash, and apparently a lot of people agreed, at least at least with it being overrated, not being nearly as good as some had said. And then also No Time to Die, right? Got a lot of praise and uh, was also overrated as well. So the most overrated films of 2021, Dune, Shang-Chi, West Side Story, The Suicide Squad, 
No Time to Die. These were the ones that got the most. All right. The next category, of course, is the most underrated films of 2021. These are the films that didn't get enough love from critics or audiences. And the nominees are The Last Duel. Yes, uh, Laura, I don't know how, but it got, it, it just squeaked in. The Last Duel. Nobody. Wrath of Man. Ghostbusters Afterlife. And coming out of nowhere, but at the same time, I'm not all that surprised, The Tomorrow War. So these were the films deemed by you, the people, to be the most underrated films. The Last Duel, Nobody, Wrath of Man, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and The Tomorrow War. Now, I I personally did not like The Tomorrow War, um, but apparently many of you thought it it was underrated. It deserved more love. As with The Last Duel, Nobody, Wrath of Man. I agree with the Nobody, Wrath of Man, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I was very surprised to see Last Duel in there. But apparently there were some people who, who thought it was a good movie. So, there it is what it is. Alright, the next category is the best pointless remake, reboot, sequel, prequel. So this is actually one where I, I've changed the category name just so that way... People who like to troll or, or or who just drive me nuts with, with like, well, actually, it's not technically a remake, but anything in which it's a remake, reboot, sequel, prequel related to other material movie. Boom. There it is. All remakes are pointless, right? But sometimes there's actually ones that are pretty good. So these are the best of the pointless remakes, reboots, etc., whatever it is you want to call them. And so the nominees for the best ones are Dune, West Side Story, yeah, surprised that got in there, Nightmare Alley, Mortal Kombat, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. So as I said, some of the Snyderverse fans might be a little happy tonight. Not too happy, but a little happy. Snyderverse fans... Got Justice League in to the best pointless remake. (laughs) So at the very least, they admitted that it was a pointless reboot remake. (laughs) And even if you refuse to call it a pointless remake, people still voted for it nonetheless. But yes, apparently Dune, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, Mortal Kombat, Zack Snyder's Justice League were seen as the best pointless remakes, reboots, sequels, prequels etc. So, again, these are simply what you, the people, nominated. Now, we also know that there are some pretty bad remakes, reboots, sequels, prequels, etc. as well. So, for the most unnecessary ones, right, they're all still pointless, right? They're all still essentially unnecessary, but there are some that just cross the line. This is what's amazing to me. Because we have, maybe for the first time ever, a film that is in both the unnecessary, like meaning the worst and best of these. West Side Story, everybody. West Side Story is both in the most unnecessary and in the best category. Might be a first. Home Sweet, Home Alone, Oh Man, Candyman... Cinderella, the Amazon story, and Matrix Resurrections. So these were seen as the worst 
of 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 the based on previous materials films. West Side Story seen as both a best and worst, and I see the Snyder hardcore fans, the the, the everyone saying, but it wasn't unnecessary. It needed to happen. Okay, you can argue that it's better, but if if we had the original Justice League out of one, congratulations, Snyder brought it up to a four. Still not a good film. And I'm sure I just triggered a bunch of people, but I just, I gotta keep things real. Anyway, the last five categories. <laughs> last five categories. All right, here's one I really like. Here's one I always love to have. And that is, this is the best of the low budget films of 2021. So we actually upped the amount, the amount this year to movies made for $30 million or less. $30 million or less. And so the best of the low budget films for 2021 that were nominated this year are Nobody, which was made for $16 million. Belfast, made for $23 million. The Green Knight, made for $15 million. Pig, made for an incredibly low $5 million. And The French Dispatch, made for $25 million. So I think there's a pretty good mix of films in here. You all know I had a love-hate relationship with The Green Knight. Um, but I think that that's definitely one of, I would say, as far as best low-budget films are concerned, I think that there is definitely a good argument to be made that it deserved that spot. Belfast, uh, I have not seen that film yet, but I've heard good things about it. Nobody was great, especially for $16 million. Uh, Pig, I hated the cinematography for Pig. Really hated the cinematography. Acting was fantastic, though, but $5 million, whew. That was just impressive. And then French Dispatch was, was also, it was okay. French Dispatch was okay. Um... But, yeah, definitely of the uh, lower-budget films, for sure. All right. Those are the best low-budget films. I see I see some comments being made about, about Dune. And, again, my the point of what I'm trying to say here is I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. But I feel the same exact way for the original Dune. All right? So... I just got to put that out there because if I'm going to see that in the chat attacking one of the films that I like, I think it's only fair that I talk about a film that I don't like. Anyway, uh, number four, best story in film. All right, so this is the best story in film 2021, whether it be adapted or original best story in film. The nominees are Last Night in Soho, The French Dispatch, Nobody, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Definitely think they're strong films there. Last Night in Soho, I think, is a strong contender there. French Dispatch is a little bit all over the place. Uh, Nobody, I thought, was great, though it is definitely derivative of John Wick. Spider-Man No Way Home, also pretty good, not perfect. And Ghostbusters Afterlife, of course, also good, but not perfect as well. Uh, but still, I think some pretty strong, um, pretty strong films mentioned there all right all right let's go into now top three categories let's go ahead and end the nominations for the night so here is one for ah, these are the people that are overlooked these are the most overlooked people in history we like to try and shout out people for lifetime achievement awards we know that they do lifetime achievement awards but sometimes there's people that are just overlooked and this is always a category where there's just some people who I, I just don't quite feel are at that level yet. But uh, 
they get nominated nonetheless. But there are some pretty good nominees, I would say, this year for this category. So, for the Lifetime Achievement Award, the most overlooked people when it comes to film, the nominees are Jeremy Irons, Diana Rigg, rest in peace, Sidney Poitier, rest in peace, Nicolas Cage, and Willem Dafoe. I think that's a pretty uh, a pretty solid, eclectic list of peoples there. So again, Jeremy Irons, Diana Rigg, Sidney Poitier, Nicolas Cage, and Willem Dafoe for Lifetime Achievement Most Overlooked Person. Definitely think. Uh, it's a good list. Very, very solid. Uh, a lot of nominations for this list. I think that this is a, a fantastic, um, solid list of names. All right, last two categories of the evening. All right. Here is one of my favorite names as as far as... <laughs> most, one of my most favorite uh, names as far as uh, names of categories are concerned. This is what we typically call the worst film of the year category. But we like to call it here on OMB Reviews the Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for excellence in crap world building. So this is a prestigious award for, for films that truly sucked in every single way. All right. These are the worst films of 2021. Tina calling me out for Sidney Poitier's name being spelled wrong. I could have sworn there was an S on it. But anyway, if there is a misspelling, I will fix it. I am human, and mistakes are made. Anyway, Kathleen Kennedy, Ryan Johnson, War for Excellent Crap World, being the worst film of the year. The nominees for the worst film of the year are Space Jam 2, well-deserved. Eternals, well-deserved. Don't Look Up, film I have not seen, but I have heard a plethora about. By the way, this was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Here is nominated for... Kathleen Kennedy, Ryan Johnson, Award for Excellence in Craft World Building. Don't look up. Matrix Resurrections and Home Sweet, Home Alone. So the worst films of 2021. Space Jam 2, Eternals, Don't Look Up, Matrix Resurrections, and Home Sweet, Home Alone. All right. Let's go ahead then and end this bad boy with, and then I'll, I'll, I'll end with some last-minute comments from you people. And uh, and then we'll we'll end the night. But always much love. Again, be be more happy with the nominee than with my possible misspelling. Let's be honest here. Come on, right? Mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. The guy got nominated. I think that that's what we need to be happy about, right? Going back to to Sydney Poitier. Anyway, it's it's okay. It's okay. Anyway, so here is the top category of the evening: the best films of 2021. So these were the films that got the most votes. Got the most nominations. It was a tough ta- category for the... Uh, again, I try and have as many nominees in this category as I can. Uh, but this is, again, another difficult year. Uh, a lot of movies that got single nominations, double nominations, and again, some tough choices needed to be made. But here are the best films, according to the Asgardian community of the year 2021. And the nominees are Nobody. Dune, Free Guy, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Last Night in Soho, Ghostbusters Afterlife, The French Dispatch, 
and Zack Snyder's The Justice League. And I will say again, I similar to a previous category with another film, uh, with uh, it was Get Back as a docu-series. Since The Justice League technically came out years ago, I, I almost did not include it, but it got enough nominations, and it is technically a different film, even though it, it's just as forgettable as, as the original. And again, I'm sure I'm triggering some people by saying that. But, um, interesting list of films here. Some films that I wholeheartedly agree with. Nobody. One of my favorite films of the year. Dune was a strong film. Free Guy was definitely a film I thought was a very surprisingly uh, better than what I thought it was going to be film. Spider-Man No Way Home was solid. Last Night in Soho was fantastic. Ghostbusters Afterlife was great. French Dispatch was fine. And then, of course, there's Zack Snyder's Justice League. And so, uh, keep in mind, keep in mind that this category, unlike the others, where once the ballot is live, which will be in the next few days, we'll actually have the ballot live. So that way we can get as many votes in this year's uh, Wednesday Riven Awards as possible. Every category up to this point is going to be determined based on uh, basically popular vote. So the film with the most votes. Best movie 2021. The way that the best movie of the year works is that it's a ranking system. So when you get your ballot, you'll have to rank your number one choice, your number two choice, your number three choice, etc. And the reason why I do it this way is so that it's not just the film that gets the most number one votes. Because obviously there could be a, a lot of people that uh, try and troll and get a bunch of films or a bunch of people or a bunch of IP addresses or however it is that they want to do it to try and make Justice League the best film of the year, right? To try and troll me. Please don't do that, by the way, right? Please let your one vote be one vote. If you want to share the list with other people, right? More, more than welcome to do so. Um, but anyway, one of the things that I do is by ranking it, it means that we'll have the best film of the year because it'll be a film that's not just the most number one votes. It's the film that has number one, number two, number three votes as well, right? Just the all around most well liked film of the year. And so, uh, best movies of 2021. So again, tons of films, tons of nominees for this year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this list was entertaining for you as it, as it was for me. Some interesting categories, some interesting nominations, some nominations I'm happy about, some nominations I'm not so happy about, but that is the way the cookie crumbles. So let's start off uh, with our uh, ending of the things, ending of the show over on Odyssey. So let's see what's going on Odyssey. Let's see. If it's a woman says you answered by answering, I gotcha. Uh, then says, now the awards... Now, the awards, your channel, has more participation. Have you thought about sending out small Raven figurines? 3D printed, nothing fancy. Ooh, that could be cool. Um, but it'd be tricky to actually get them to those people. Visible Woman says, maybe something similar to the Maltese Falcon. No, not pointless, says the R. Uh, Visible Womack says, 30 million, low budget, damn inflation. Yeah, seriously. But the fact that a film can still be made for $5 million in the case of Pig is, is pretty impressive. And then the R says, Jeremy Irons for sure. Much respect for Rig and, po- and Poitier, though. Yeah, I think that that one's going to be interesting. Uh, I think uh, Lifetime Achievement is going to be very interesting because you, you have people like Jeremy Irons. You have people like Diana Rigg and Sidney Poitier. But then you also have 
again, people like Nicolas Cage. And I, to me, I think the dark horse in that category is Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is is just is solid, man. So anyway, much love to my Odyssey fam. Light up that fire button. Uh, you guys are all great. Uh, so I, I might not be able to get back over here. So thank you all again. Light up that fire button. And let's see. I'm going to try and get through as many comments as I can from YouTube. But comments have been skipped so far as uh, y'all are just blowing things up. Y'all are just blowing things up over here. Um, again, do, 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 let's see, Orange Air Reviews says here, Zack Snyder's Justice League isn't a remake, it was the original concept, not a huge Snyderverse fan, but still just a fact, it doesn't matter, the uh, theatrical edition was released first, theatrical edition was released first, so technically it would then uh, fall into the remake reboot category. For that reason. And uh, again, y'all can go out, go on y'all's high horse all y'all want about that. <laughs> and again, the fact that the, the fact that that even got nominated for a couple of things, I, I think that shows very clearly that I, uh, again, I could have easily taken those out and, and no one would have ever known. But I let you, the people, have a voice. Master Gaming, actually, Mulan 2020 was nominated for Best Pointless Remake and Moment. Oh, okay, boom, I stand corrected, Master of Gaming. Thank you for checking my own facts. So Mulan somehow got nominated for Best and Worst Remake. Yeah, and uh, I think we actually figured that one out uh, because it wasn't that people actually thought it was good. It was people were confused, which I'm not surprised by. Some of those categories definitely need to be worked on a bit. But, um, but yeah, uh, this comment, I'll let it speak for itself. Let us see. Do, 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 do. Um, let's see. Uh, Orange Review says, number six most overlooked would be Connery. Yeah, probably. I know that Connery gets a nomination or two every year, but wasn't enough. Uh, Rob D, Nicholas Cage, for the fact that he has achieved becoming a living meme, and he's aware of it. Yeah, yeah. Good, good shout. Uh, Mitchell McBeth, what's going on? Forever sci-fi. I don't think it's actually physically possible to overlook Nicolas Cage. You can't help but watch. It's a very good point. Vincent Womack. Lifetime awards should only be for the dead since they can't add or subtract from their achievements. Again, the, the, but no, I, I I stand by that one being the way that it is because I think that it's important for us to recognize that there are going to be people, even still alive, who have made special impacts on us and how we've grown up, but have not gotten the mainstream uh, recognition in the same way. So <laughs> Mr. J restore Snyderverse. Welcome to the chat. Luca had the drums for the best films of the year. Yeah. Rob D definitely agree. Definitely agree. Luca can't beat the suspense. All right, got to get through these last comments. Again, apologies for anyone's comments who are being skipped. There's just so many comments. Uh, if I remember correctly, Mahler was not thrilled about Snyder's Justice League because he looked at it objectively. A and even though one could argue it's better than what we got from uh, the original film, it, it, doesn't make the it doesn't make it a good film. 
I think I think too many people still look through rose tinted glasses at anything that Zack Snyder does. And keep this in mind too, all right? Zack Snyder also got nominated for um which one was it? Yeah, he also got nominated for for NPC of the year. All right? Because of what he did on that stream where he just threw the people raising and helping raise money for charity under the bus to their faces. So, again, you can like his stuff, but the dude is... I'm sorry, the dude's an ass. I'm just being honest. Yes, I know. General Wingster, I figured that that would be, uh, that would be your case. Please say, uh, pray for fallen Queen Mary of Scots who was executed on this day. 1587. Amen. <laughs> Lucas says, because I only saw it, then that just means that now you have to be motivated to watch the others. Now you have to be motivated to watch the others there. Forever Sci-Fi says, I find I don't get any joy in rewatching Snyder's Justice League. Free Guy, though, I can watch over and over. I definitely think it's more rewatchable, for sure. Hands down. I will state, as a statement of fact, I find uh, Free Guy more rewatchable than Snyder's Justice League. No doubt about it. That's a good shout. Four hours and it's just blah. If you skip comments, are you a skipper? Um, I've never been on the seat in that way. So uh, the R says, "How dare you?" Twenty seventeen Justice League was total garbage. Snyder cut is art. No, Justice League twenty seventeen was garbage. Snyder cut was okay. You've now taken the garbage out of the can. That's my comparison. If 2017's Justice League is garbage in the can, Justice League's Snyder Cut is like you took the garbage out of the can. So it's marginally better. Still a mess. Let's see. For next year, can we vote on new categories to add? I think that for next year, we'll probably actually vote to subtract before uh, voting to add. Um, because the original concept between, behind having the 24 categories was to try and be truly as, as close to the Oscars categories as far as numbers were concerned, at least, to try and really fit that boycott, right? But since the Oscars have just lost even more relevancy and since they've themselves gotten rid of categories, um, if anything, we would vote to to get rid of categories more so than add. I have thought about adding on a separate show to focus on television because I know that some people were some people were nominating television shows, and it's like no, 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 that's not the point of this one. But that would be something where it would be a boycott of something like the Emmys um, and not the Oscars. And the lucky thing about that is that we would actually have like a couple of uh, occasions. I mean, obviously, primetime Emmys would be the best one to boycott there. But technically, because there are the primetime Emmys and then the daytime Emmys, right? I think there's two different times of the years for the Emmys. Um, there'd be two times that we could actually uh, do that. So anyway, I, I think I've caught up on everybody. I think I've caught up on everybody. Uh, Rob D says, think there should be a category for most anticipated film for next year. Maybe, right? That, that might be a like I could see that as being like more of a specialty award i could totally see that as being a specialty award um but uh yeah that that would be my my thought about that but anyway thank you all very much for being here tonight i hope that you enjoyed 
hearing about the nominations and the nominees for this year's Wednesday Raven Awards, please be on the lookout for the ballot, which should be out over the next day or two. Uh, hopefully, I'll have some uh, some time this week to put together a probably be a Google Forms ballot like last year. Uh, so that way people can start uh, filling in their nominations. It's going to be, again, just one vote per person. Um, and and if people try to swing the vote, and that's the other thing, too, is that there were some people, even though they were using uh, different IP addresses, who were trying very clearly to sway the vote in certain categories. So I will also say that about Justice League and about Zack Snyder fans. There were some people who clearly were trying to rig the vote for the nomination process. It's probably why I'm not going to use crowd signal again in the future. Um, the one positive thing about it is that it shows me when people literally a few minutes apart put the same exact answer with the same exact spelling or misspelling next to each other, and it's the same answers in every single category. It's clearly someone trying to rig the system. Drives me nuts. Um, but anyway, so I just wanted to put that out there for the people that are triggered. It's apparently a lot of people are, are, are triggered. Mr. Roy, thank you for the claps, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the support. Appreciate all the support, whether you're on Odyssey, whether you're on YouTube, uh, on DLive. I really do appreciate the support. It really does mean a lot. Anyway, thank you all very much for being here this evening. You guys rock. It's been a wonderful, wonderful night. Please make sure to tip your Valkyries on the way out. Shout out to Tina and Steph. Thank you so very much for being here. Uh, You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your evening. And uh, yeah, see you on Friday for for Friday Night Tights. Be ready to vote. Anyway, have a wonderful night. As always. God bless. And yes, I do need to have voter ID. Jacob Ironside, that's a great point. I will not use Dominion. Anyway, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my Patreon subscribe star and locals members, starting off with Patreon animation commentator, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you father, Father Damian Cook, Fuzz Aldrin, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Hymir Ari Hymason, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyles 79, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Owen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, or Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and... Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Patreon. Also to my subscribe star peeps, UAB Mad Dog, which is Mr. Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stand For, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK-Man. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on the Subscribestar platform. And to my three local supporters, we got Karatharp, 
UAB Mad Dog, which is once again Mike Jackson, super supporter over there, and Robert Barnes. Thank you very much for supporting me over on the Logos platform. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream, and video, please think about signing up on either of those platforms. You can find a link in the description below that will lead you to all of those different pages. It is known as the Willow link, as it is W.LO link, and it will have all the links to that, to the Discord channel, to all different kinds of places, including places to support me as well. At the Citizen of Asgardian level, you get Citizen of Asgardian levels, how it's labeled on Patreon. Still need to fix that, but Citizen of Asgard level, you get a shout out at the end of every live stream and video. If you join at the Army of Asgard level, you also access to a giveaways channel, which is featured on the Discord that I have. I know, River, it is very exciting. It is so exciting where you get giveaways for things like 4K titles, steelbook titles, etc. Again, I got some 4K uh, steelbooks of The Punisher, for instance. I've got 4Ks of tons of other movies, so I'm giving those away all the time. So if that sounds interesting to you, join the Army of Asgard level. Also, at the Keep of the Bifrost level, you get all of that stuff. Plus, you get access to a once a month and maybe twice a month. We're trying to work on trying to add an extra podcast in there of me and John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where we talk about movies. And also, you get to ask your questions any questions that you want to ask you get to ask with that podcast and then you have the chosen of valhalla level which is you access to all of those and also a once a month podcast where you get to be featured with me on the main channel we all get to talk together about movies culture pop culture anything really that the chosen want to talk about or anything that chosen wants to promote is on the table so if you like that, if you like that, join at the Chosen of Valhalla level. Also, during your first month of support, you get a free T-shirt. Any T-shirt that you want from the main store, you get access to, and I do ship internationally anywhere in the world. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.